Is it? I was told it was turned on. Anyway, see, I live by faith, brother. <laughs> All right, I want to give you some thoughts on prayer tonight. Uh, being prayer meeting, I think it's appropriate to refresh our minds on some of these things. So if you've got your Bible, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Ephesians 6 and 18. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 is a wonderful chapter. It talks very much about uh, spiritual warfare. It talks about relationship between fathers and their children, uh, between um, um, bosses and their servants. And then it gets on to this uh, in, in very, very important subject of spiritual warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. And right at the end, and then you know the armor of God, and many sermons have been preached on that. And then right at the end, uh, the apostle says this, encouraging the church. He says this, and this is our encouragement for tonight. He says, praying always. Praying always. What does always mean? Uh, good, good. We, you're getting there. Means always. So are you praying tonight? Let me ask you. Are you praying right now in your heart? No? Or are you tuned off? Okay, praying always, right? That's what the Bible says. Praying always with all prayer. What does that mean? With all prayer. What does, I thought prayer, but all prayer, what does that mean? Anyway, we'll look at some of that today, tonight. And uh, supplication in the spirit. And here's the word, supplication. When you pray, you're meant to pray in the spirit. What does that mean? Might be a bit alien to some of us. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Many important words there in prayer. Prayer is not just rushing into a corner, uh, saying a few hasty words, ticking the box on your daily sheet, saying, I have prayed. No, that's not prayer at all. Uh, it says all these things have to line up uh, to have true prayer, that you must be in a prayerful attitude at all times, uh, that your prayer must be all prayer, and then uh, it must be made in the spirit. Supplication must be made in the spirit, and, um, and it must be made with watchfulness, watching, because someone's going to distract you, someone's going to take away the good things that God has planned for you, so you need to pray God's will into your life. A lot of us miss out because we don't pray watching, and uh, God means the very best for you, God has the very best for you, and sometimes we miss out because we are not praying for that to be true in our life. You know, I was sharing with someone the other day, and I said this. I, I, I said, most of our prayers are ineffective because a lot of us don't expect our prayers to be answered. How many of you prayed like that? Lord, do this and do that, but it, it's not a convincing prayer at all. And, uh, you know, oh, that we would storm the gates of heaven, that we'll stay the powers of evil, Maybe some of our prayers are not being answered tonight because we are not praying with intensity. We are not praying with purpose to the God of heaven. You know, the God of heaven's ears are always open to his children's cries. 
And so why aren't we crying loud enough? Why aren't we storming the gates of heaven with watchfulness? So you see what's going on in the world and say, Lord, I pray for that thing that's going on. You know, don't be oblivious to the evil that is being spread around by the enemy. And so prayer is a very intense and a detailed topic. We dare not take it you know, lightly, but seriously, and pray with all prayer. So let me give you a few thoughts on this. It's, prayer is very personal. Prayer is something that you do with God. It's a great um, uh, privilege that God has given to us to commune with him. When uh, the disciples said to the Lord, teach us to pray, who knows the first few words of the disciples' prayer? How does it start? Our Father. Our Father. So when you pray, you say, My Father, who art in heaven, you're in heaven, you're in the place of authority. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And this is the kind of prayer he said you must pray. Pray heaven down to earth. Pray personal prayers. Pray to your Father, your heavenly Father who is in heaven. You're not praying to an abstract person. You're not praying to something, uh, to, to the ceiling so that you, you look up and pray. You're praying to your Father in heaven whose ears are ever attentive to the cries of his saints. So prayer has to be personal. It's a relational prayer. It's, a, it's saying that you have confidence in the one you pray to. That, that he is able and willing to answer prayer. He is able and willing to come and give you comfort when you need comfort. You know the character of our God, that he never lies, that he is a God of truth, and that all his promises in Jesus Christ are yes and amen, that you can claim it, and you can pray scripture back to God. You know, that's a wonderful thing you can do. You can open the word of God, to a, to a promise and pray it back to God. And you can say, God, on the authority of your word, on the authority of what you have given, I'm praying it back to you. They are one, some of the most powerful prayers that you can pray. Prayer is personal and prayer is something that reaches heaven. Prayer is not something that circulates in the atmosphere and then disappears. You can be sure there is a reception of your prayer. No atmospheric disturbance disturbs the call of prayer. Prayer reaches heaven. Prayer reaches the ears of your heavenly Father. So never stop praying. Never stop praying. You have to pray with all prayer. You have to pray personally. You've got to pray that God is going to hear that prayer. Prayer is then also powered by the Holy Spirit. God knows how feeble we are in our prayer life. God knows that praying can be a difficult task. How many of you found that when you start to pray, your mind wanders? Yeah? So if the Wallabies were playing last Saturday, no amount of prayers would have helped them because they got thumped. Right? But uh, sometimes your mind wanders to uh, a sports event. 
Now this uh, weekend, of course, is NRL finals time. And the Brisbane Broncos, unfortunately, are not in the finals. Um, Brother Dave, St. George Dragons are not in the finals. So two disappointed people. And uh, Parramatta Eels, of course, are hoping to lift the crown. Is that right, Brother Paul? Yeah. So. I don't know how many prayers have gone up in that regard, but what I'm saying is our minds can wander when we pray because these things tend to float around. But um, I want you to turn to um, Romans 8.26. Romans 8.26, and you know this verse. The Spirit, what does he do? Now, this is a Bible, right? So what does the Bible say, Romans 8, 26? Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity. Infirmity means what? Weakness, inability, our, uh, you know, lack of prayer. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. So he's, he's saying, yeah, we, we sometimes don't know what to pray for. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Not only does the Spirit help you in your prayer, he helps you to pray according to the will of God. That's an amazing thought, that God's will becomes reality in your life when you love the Spirit of God to help you in your prayer life. So the Spirit empowers our prayer life. The Spirit, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10, searches the deep things of God. So he's a searching God. He searches the deep things. Now, let me tell you, put it this way. If there is some lurking sin in your life which you haven't dealt with, what the Spirit will do is he will keep niggling away at that. And he'll bring it to surface so that you will confess it, you'll put it right, you'll make the restitution that is required so that your prayer may not be hindered. You see, many prayers are hindered because I'm regarding iniquity in my heart. That's what the Bible says. And so the Spirit searches the deep things. It goes beyond, beneath the surface, the things that we sometimes like to hide and subdue in the depths of our life. And he brings it up and he says, you need to deal with that. And when the Spirit of God asks you to deal with it, deal with it, please. Because your prayer life will become so much sweeter. You know, I, I have to say sometimes I... I'm ashamed at my prayer life, but um, you, you know, I hear sometimes my wife praying, and I, and I would say this, that she prays with such a passion to the Lord. She brings names before God, and she passionately, passionately prays. And my prayers are nowhere close to those prayers. But God doesn't judge everyone according to Oh, that was the best prayer, that wasn't the best prayer. He knows your heart. He says, I'll give you the Holy Spirit so that you can pray in the Spirit, make supplication, the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, according to the Spirit. 
And, um, and God can make that true in your life, make your prayer life personal. He can make it exciting. He can make it powerful through the Spirit. Prayer, now this is all prayer, right? This, this is the concept of all prayer, that you pray in the Spirit. You, you pray for the will of God to come into your life. And then prayer can also be made as praise. There is praise in prayer. And um, when you praise God, the presence of God inhabits those who praise God. You bring God immediately into your heart. And as you praise God, God's inhabiting you and your prayers become very much focused on the will of God. Prayer shifts our focus away from circumstances unto God. So when you praise God, you say, oh, what a mighty God we serve. When you sing that chorus, you're attributing to God his might. Oh, great is thy faithfulness, O Lord my Savior. You're attributing to God his faithfulness. That he is never ever going to abandon you. That he will see you through your present crisis. So it takes from your current circumstances, it puts your focus back on God. And that's why praise is such an important uh, ingredient of prayer life. Even if you're not a good singer, can I encourage you? Learn, learn the songs and just hum it in your, uh, in your morning quiet times. I remember once I was uh, parked at a uh, uh, traffic lights and um, there was a tape playing in the car and I was unconsciously singing at the top of my voice and one of my friends had pulled up next to me and he saw my mouth go like, like that, and he rang me later and said, are you all right? Is something wrong with you? And I then realized that I was singing in the car. Now, I don't do that all the time, but that day that song really got to me and I had to sing it, right? But uh, sing praise to God, shift the focus onto God. If you get cut off in traffic, don't think of the five worst words that you can yell at that guy, but just Sing a praise song. Okay, lift your focus on God. Praise paves the way for God to work. Paul and Silas cast in prison unjustly. Many stripes laid on them. They did the best thing they knew. They shifted their focus on God. And they started to sing praises to God. And God just broke the bonds of that jail and released them. An earthquake came about and shook that prison. When is the last time your prayers have shaken the foundations of your home? That's powerful praying. Praise lifts our spirits from murmuring to blessing. You know, we can murmur about many things, the lack of money, the lack of um, direction in life, the lack of a good job, or the presence of an evil boss in your workplace. You, you, you can murmur about many things, but praise turns the, our murmurings away from those circumstances onto blessings. Your spirits are refreshed when you praise God. In his presence is fullness of joy, Psalm 16 and 11. Invite God into your life, into your prayer life, through your praise life. 
And then uh, I've got two more points, so we're almost done, all right? Um, the other thing is, uh, the Apostle Paul says, praying always. There must be persistence in prayer. If you're praying for someone and you've written it down in your prayer journal, do not stop after one prayer. Keep praying persistently. And many stories in the Bible, Jesus said, of the widow who went and knocked on that judge's door and kept knocking and knocking. It says because of her persistence, he got up and gave her what she needed. And God is saying, keep praying persistently. Now you might say, well, if God hears it first time, why doesn't he answer? Good question. When you get to heaven, you ask him. I do not have the answer to that question. But what God does tell you to do is to pray always. Pray persistently. So don't stop praying. Don't say, God, you, you, God never guaranteed to you that the moment you pray, that the prayer will come flying down from heaven. Sometimes it does happen, but other times he wants you to persist in prayer. Now, I always picture Daniel in the lion's den. Here's a quiz. How many times do you think Daniel prayed in the lion's den? If you were in a lion's den, how many times would you pray? He prayed a lot. He probably sang praises to God in that lion's den. And he was worshipping God. And the lions were silenced. And victory came. And a kingdom got changed. And two kingdoms after that got changed. Because Daniel was persistent in prayer and he wanted God's will to be done for that for that heathen nation for a heathen king whose heart was towards him but he had to uphold his own law that he had written be persistent in prayer Jesus said this ask and he shall receive knock and it shall be opened unto you seek and he shall find keep knocking keep knocking on that door and God God will Direct your mind in a way. If the, if the answer you're praying for is not the answer, God will give you a different answer. <clears throat> Jesus also said this in Luke 18 and verse 1. He said, so men also ought to pray and not faint. The alternative to not praying is fainting. Why do you faint? Because those things that are... At, Oppressing you cannot be stayed because you've stopped praying. So what happens when those oppressions keep coming? You will faint. You will be subdued. So pray so that you stay the power of evil that will be de determined to put you down. Be persistent in prayer. Always. Praying always with all prayer. Pray for breakthroughs in your life. Pray for enrichment in your marriages. Pray for uh, breakthroughs in your workplace to share the gospel. Pray for the new church plants in Gympie, that more people would come, that people who haven't heard of Christ would come. You to pray with all prayer.
And then um, lastly, I, I, I would say this, that um, your prayer must be inclusive prayer. By that I mean don't just pray, God, keep me safe. You know, um, I, before we take any airline trip, um, my wife has a habit of praying for the pilot. She prays for all 450 people on the flight. She prays for the people who are seated next to us. She prays for the stewardesses. She prays for the stewards. And sometimes I wonder, why can't she just pray, Lord, flight? QF, 469, we pray you take us safely from point A to point B. Why go through all this pointed prayer? She's praying individually. And do you know God hears that prayer? Lord, give the pilot the skill as he navigates his plane. If he hits turbulence, give him the skill to navigate through that. Some of us only pray when the turbulence gets so bad that your coffee doesn't sit still on the table in front of you. That's when you start to pray. How about praying before we get on that flight? How about praying when you get on the other side? You know, they tell me lots and lots of flights are getting canceled today. So if you've got two, a two-layer flight, be very careful because your, the connecting flight may not be there for you. And so you got to, I don't know what you do, find a hotel, come back 24 hours later, pray for everything, pointed prayers, pray for protection, pray for deliverance, pray for provision, pray for blessings. You know the prayer of Jabez, what he said? He said, oh, that thou would bless me indeed. What a beautiful, simple prayer. Lord, my name means really sadness. My mother named me after sadness. But I want to break out of this. I want joy. I want blessing in my life. Are you praying for blessing in your life? Are you content with the hardship that you're facing? Pray for blessing. God can break the bondage that is surrounding you. Pray for others. Um, when you pray, seek, ask entreat. Your prayers can also be urgent. They can be a prayer that may not be urgent, but there are prayers that need to be urgent. The prayer for the hour. That's all prayer. An urgent prayer, non-urgent prayer, an encouraging prayer, a, a confessing prayer, a, a sin that's been uh, really hammering you day in and day out, and God would say you need to be released from that. You know, a man of God said this. He said, the courts of heaven are not busy because God's people are not praying. You know, when we pray, you know what happens? Angels get busy. God's sending his angels to deal with stuff that's happening. But they're not busy because we are not praying. Oh, that we would pray. We would pray that we believe that God can shake the foundations 
of this world. He can shake the foundations of Good Shepherd Baptist Church. He can bring to pass the desires that are in our pastor's heart. Pray with all prayer, always, passionately, persistently, and God will bring it to pass. God bless you.